Hey everyone, welcome back to the It's a Mind Game podcast. My name is Jade and I'm very excited to have you listening in on today's episode. Today is a little bit more of an updated conversation as to what's happening at the moment and what's going to be happening moving forward. Um, I'm very excited to say that we've got heaps more incredible guests lined up um, and you'll be getting those in the next week onward, um, some of which are nutritionists, others run their own HA recovery groups, um, all of which have the consistent story of having HA and going through recovery themselves. So again, you'll have all those kinds of recovery stories as well as access to some awesome information to help you along with your journey as well. Um, I did also want to mention if there is people that you follow on Instagram, uh, Facebook or YouTube who's you find inspirational or would like to hear more from, please feel free to send their details to me via email or Instagram because I will absolutely do my best to try and get them on the podcast um, and have an incredible conversation that you'll really enjoy. Um, the second thing is I am working on a HA recovery activity book. So what that entails is if you have listened to episode one of this podcast, um, you would be familiar with my HA recovery story, which did include undernourishing, overtraining, and of course, my fair share of bulimia. Um, so for me, through constant recognition and assessment and processing of my thoughts, I was able to recover from all of those things. I was able to overcome my fear of foods, fear of weight gain, um, my unhealthy relationship with exercise. And most importantly, I healed the relationship with my body, my, body, my mind, and my soul. Um, and it changed my life incredibly and I can't believe how much my life has changed from when I first started working on such things to where I am right now so as a result of that I do believe we all have the power to heal if it's something that we truly want and all we need is the right tools and the willingness to learn and act so through my experiences of decoding my thoughts my behaviors and learning to rewire them I am currently putting together a HA activity book which entails all the sorts of questions I would ask myself, how I would recognize certain thoughts, how I would assess experiences that I was um, going through or witnessing, and how I would break them down to work out where my fears were coming from, where my vulnerable emotions were coming from, um, but also, you know, things that made me feel strong and empowered, and how I learned to recognize all of those things and flip them around so that they worked in my favor to enable my HA recovery and my eating disorder recovery. So the main reason I wanted to share with you that one, I'm super, super excited because um, like, don't get me wrong, I'm completely for seeking psychological help from a professional or a medical practitioner of whatever sort. Um, for me, when I did see someone, it didn't work out that well. So I guess this is for anyone who has kind of had the same sort of experience and they just want to try and, I guess, declutter some of those thoughts. Um, I do mention the activity book, though. There's some pretty deep questions. So you might find that you get to a bit of a sticky spot and you feel pretty emotional about it and you decide to reach out to a professional. Um, and the best part is if you've done some of these questions and gone through um, how you feel about things and, I guess, start getting into the nitty gritty of your thoughts. If you do decide to see a professional for some additional help, you will have this incredible scope of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions that you will actually be able to take with you. So in this process, you've absolutely got nothing to lose, whether it be working out your thoughts 
by yourself or allowing someone else in in an easier fashion because you know it can be hard to talk about things so um a lot of people love journaling and I like it in spurts I find that I need a question that I can answer in order for it to really work for me I can't just sort of start writing and see where my mind takes me so I guess that's another motivation for the ebook as well is if you um, have heard everyone talk about journaling and how great it is and you whip out your pen and paper and just go yeah but what am I writing about and you draw a blank this will be really helpful for you too um, secondly I would love to know so in the book there's a lot of things covered um, a big part of that is fear foods fear of weight gain um, people's perception of you your perception of yourself um, I guess the main things we know that are the biggest barriers to eating disorder and HR recovery but if you find that you struggle with something I would love to know what it is because I will incorporate that into the ebook as well um, because I would like to make sure that it's handling different avenues of the journey rather than just sticking to I guess the core things that kind of hit everybody um, and then yeah I'll keep manipulating and growing that to suit um, I guess everybody's needs um yes yeah, so any feedback I would absolutely love to hear from you that would be fabulous and yeah I'm I'm aiming to have it done in the next four or five weeks so um yes I'm gonna stop talking about it because now I'm starting to get nervous and I'm saying um way too many times um <laughs> there we go again another thing is I have started listening to a new book so I'm more of an audiobook kind of gal and it is called In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti so she's quite well known as I guess a period guru when it comes to helping women heal from PCOS, endometriosis and HA. Um, I did listen to her book The Woman Code early days of my HA recovery and I definitely got some knowledge uh, nuggets from that book. There is definitely a PCOS emphasis within the book but there's still so many things you can apply to your own life in regards to restoring your hormones and having them nice and balanced um the in the flow book has some really interesting concepts that you might have heard before i've sort of touched on it but whenever i've gone to research it i can't really find any information about it so she goes into cycle syncing and in particular the kind of nutrition um nutrition you can work on depending on the different stages of your cycle so it's definitely not a diet focus by any means but it's looking at say how raw vegetables are more beneficial to your body at one stage of your cycle and then say meat might be more beneficial to your cycle at another point um, and yeah you, you get the gist of it and then she goes through the same with exercise as well so when it's a good idea to do high intensity training when it's a good idea to do weightlifting when it's a good idea to just rest and maybe do something restorative like walking and yoga um, I know a few of you might be listening to this going, yeah, but I don't even have a period. So what's the point? But the thing is, it, at some point you are going to get your period back. So why not learn about all this stuff now? So when you do, you can celebrate, do a happy dance and, you know, interplay all this incredible stuff that you've already learned. Um, so I'm reading that at the moment. I'll probably do an episode on some of the things that I've learned and some of the things that I'm acting on in my daily life as well. Um, she has a big focus on periods aren't meant to be painful or um cause incredible mood swings and uh I guess be the curse that some of you might have had reference to as you were growing up um and I personally love that attitude because I think our bodies are so so amazing and the fluctuations they go through from month to month is just like what a miracle that our bodies can do that so um I like her wording in the book as well because she's 
she speaks to the truth how incredible our bodies are and also how sensitive they are to protecting us so as you would know shutting down the reproductive system if it's overstressed undernourished all those sorts of things um she also goes into like work tasks and when you're most productive to be doing brainstorming sorts of things when you're most productive to be sort of more focused and acting um, when you're in a better position to be sociable. Um, and she also even goes into, I guess, the biology of your cycle and when it's not like the best time to be intimate, but I guess when your hormones are at a rise and you naturally want to be more intimate or there's times where you might sort of need a little bit of help feeling like you want to be intimate. Um, yeah, it's it's super interesting and I will keep you updated on that too because so far I've absolutely loved every part of what I'm reading. Um, she also has some really incredible YouTube videos. So one of them in particular I listened to was on the health effects of caffeine. Um, it was a Facebook Live that she did. And look, I'm not sure about you, but I love coffee. Um, I hate to admit, but I probably have four espresso shots a day. Um, and look, I don't think much of it because... I used to drink one. I used to drink way more and that was purely because I was dieting so much. So I drink coffee instead of eating meal. Now I drink coffee because I honestly, I just love it. I love the taste of black coffee. Um, anyway, in this Facebook live, she went into some crazy statistics and some of which was that our bodies actually don't break down caffeine the way science suggests that we do and that a lot of people lack enzymes in their liver that allow you to I guess, safely consume coffee. Um, some of these things I've never heard myself. And I do believe everyone needs to do their own research because, gosh, if you look at science reports and hypotheses, one person will say, you know, chocolate will make you live an extra 10 years. And another person will say chocolate will, you know, take years off your life. So obviously take the responsibility to look into things. Um, but I do believe knowledge is power. And there were some other statistics that she dropped within this episode one of which was women who drink more than I think it was two or three cups of coffee a day are 74% more likely to have a miscarriage I nearly fell over backwards what a ridiculous statistic and again I like I don't know how big the case study was and I definitely want to look into the study more that she's talking about because how many of you listening and even myself know of someone who has had a miscarriage or you know a friend of a friend who's had one like it, it's a common thing and could you imagine if someone said to you something as simple as cutting down your coffee intake could prevent a miscarriage I just feel like that's such powerful information that we have the right to know about and again I'm not telling everyone to stop drinking coffee I'm still drinking coffee um, I do plan to cut down on it, it though after listening to that um, but do you know what I'm saying? Like it's knowledge is power and it's our responsibility to find out what is best for our body. Um, and yeah, I just thought you might want to know that information as much as I did when I heard it, because, oh my goodness, that's just horrific. Um, and she talks a lot about infertility and how common it is in our society as a result of stress and dietary factors and exercising. Um, she goes into some really interesting stuff as well, how, um, we're more based on like a 28-day clock rather than a 24-hour clock, which sinks back into the nutrition, exercise, and work tasks to match your cycle. Um, 
but I feel like I'll just go on a raving rant and I wouldn't be doing it justice if I was to go into the details now because it's still sort of fresh in my mind. Um, but I absolutely do recommend the book In the Flow. I'm still working my way through it. Um, and also just having a listen to some of her stuff on YouTube because, like I said, it's it's either going to, um, you know, provoke some research for you to go do yourself and find out what is best for you or it's just going to be some awesome information you might want to keep to yourself, act on and share with friends and family. I mean, <laughs> the female body has been around for so, so long and yet research has sort of neglected a big part of it because of how complex our cycles are. Um, and I'm definitely not hating on the science field, but there is a bigger emphasis right now to try and do more research into female biology and reproduction and how our systems work. Um, without the fear of how complex we are. So I guess that's that's some really exciting times. Um, and yeah, I mean, imagine if we can use our cycle as a superpower rather than trying to match what's suggested for men for us, which, you know, ends up in hormonal disruption. Um, so the motivation for me listening to this audiobook right now. Um, one, I love learning about hormones and how I can make my body more efficient and work more productively. Um, but another big thing is since I stopped breastfeeding, so when Kasim was 13 months, we uh, stopped breastfeeding, um, my period come back two weeks later. But within that time, I noticed that I started getting some nasty acne and I thought it might have just been my hormones kicking back in, but it seems to be quite consistent. And I've had two cycles now. I'm approaching my third, and the acne almost has a rhythm to it. Like it's constant, but it is certain points where it gets really bad and then it kind of settles down. Um, so I'm now interested in learning how I can balance out my hormones naturally because I'm definitely not going on the pill. Um, and my body's giving me some pretty solid signs that my hormones are out of whack. So one is the hormonal acne. Two is I am getting some cramping. Again, it's not bad, but from things that I've read, any kind of cramping is a sign that there's, there is a disruption. Um, and then I find that a week before my period begins, I feel quite sad, um, and quite low in energy and I don't know I just have a bit of this like doomsday feeling and it it just doesn't feel right because I'm a very happy energetic bubbly person and don't get me wrong we all have our down days but it's yeah it just doesn't feel right it, there's something up and when I think back to the periods that I had pre-falling pregnant um I didn't feel that way if anything I felt like an energy in my rise before I an energy rise or a spike before I got my period and then I kind of felt like the need to kind of nest and settle during that week. Um, but yeah, perhaps you've experienced the same thing in the past. Maybe it's something you're going through right now or you've heard a friend talk about it. Um, again, check out that book as some really cool stuff. But for me, I'm hoping that I can balance out my hormones and improve those symptoms. So I will be sort of talking about that from time to time. Not a whole lot, but um, you might find once you get your period back or you have your period back and that's something that you're going through right now. So we can work on it together. Um, I did do a food intolerance test and it turns out I'm intolerant to dairy, eggs and salmon. Um, I love eggs and salmon, so that makes me a bit sad. Um, but I'm going to work on one thing at a time and just reduce, oh, sorry, eliminate dairy for six weeks. Um, I don't have a lot of dairy, but, you know, I will have like 
John Kasuma and I do pancakes every Saturday. So in that pancake mix, there's butter and there's some milk. So there's dairy there. Um, if there's chocolate around and I feel like eating it, I will always eat the chocolate. Again, dairy. And if I'm to go out for breakfast and have eggs or if there's salad with cheese and things in it, you know, I eat the cheese. So um, I'm going to make sure I'm not consuming any of that for the next six weeks and then I'll slowly reintroduce and hopefully that will correct my skin and I'll also see a positive effect when it comes to the mood swings and uh, cramping around my cycle. So that's the current update at the moment. So the ebook that's going to be coming out and uh, this really awesome book. Um, if you have any questions or want to share your journey with me, by all means, as you know, check out my Instagram page, which I'll pop in the show notes. And then also you can go to the It's a Mind Game podcast at gmail.com. Um, guests coming up. Yeah, they're going to be great. Um, I don't want to tell you who they are just yet because I think it will spoil the surprise. But if you follow quite a few of the HJ people, I guess leading the way in recovery, um, you're going to be very happy with the guests coming up. I am also going to be reaching out to some other industries or professions that help with HA recovery. So um, that being psychologists, counsellors, um, potentially I'm going to try and get my acupuncturist in on an episode because as you know, oh my goodness, I sung his graces throughout my HA recovery journey and my pregnancy who was just an absolute blessing um but I feel like you've heard a lot from nutritionists and how obviously eating more can help and you've heard their personal stories to managing weight gain um and all you know the tough things of HA recovery but I feel like it could be more beneficial to you as well to hear from people that work from more the psychological point of view so um what's some tips and tricks we can do to handle negative body image issues or self-doubt or um, feelings of fear, anxiety, um, things specific to anorexia and bulimia. Um, again, if you have any suggestions, I will do my very best to get anyone you want on the show. Um, but yeah, that's sort of what's happening up and in, in the future. I'm very excited about all of it. And I'm so happy that everyone has been sort of reaching out on Instagram or through email. It's really cool to hear from you and hear your stories. Um, and just know that this podcast is having an influence on your recovery. Um, oh, I get emotional every time. I'm such a sook. <laughs> but I've had quite a few women reach out and um, say that the podcast is just, it resonates with them and it, it's helping them get through the stages of recovery. Um, and, you know, you guys are the one that put in the hard yards. You've got to do the work to change your eating habits and to, um, change your exercise habits in order to get your period back but it's it's really nice when you say that the the podcast has been helping you and it's giving you strength or motivation or it helps you through the dark days so yeah I'm I'm really glad because honestly that's why I started the podcast because I know literally it's a mind game it's emotional roller coaster um so I'm really glad that while we might not be, I might not be there for you in person, I can at least be there for you throughout this podcast um, and in an ebook. <laughs> um, 
But yes, I think that's a wrap for today. I hope you've enjoyed this little snippet as to what's coming up in the future, what I'm currently up to with my own hormones um, and some interesting reading or audiobook, of course. Thanks again so much for listening. Um, I'm just, I'm so grateful you're here and I cannot wait to share the future episodes and guests with you. You're going to love it. Have an incredible day or night.